the garden help you need. Now, Mid-South Gardening on the Mighty 990, powered by Palladio Home and Garden, with your hosts, Veda Vance, Kenneth Mabry, and Jim Crowder. Good morning, gardeners, and welcome to Mid-South Garden. Glad y'all can be up with us this morning. I missed out on the first hour because Kenneth is in Florida, so you know what? I do have somebody here with me, and y'all don't have to listen to me try to get through this for two hours. It's Cliff with... The Irrigation Doctor. Cliff with the Irrigation Doctor. Um, You do everything. I've known Cliff for a while. We've worked together a number of times. We recommend him, although right now you're so slammed with work and can't find anybody to work. So uh, anybody out there looking for a job with irrigation experience, give me a yell. Yeah, because you're probably going to do what what I did. Somebody (laughs) came in and said, I want to apply for a job, and I go, can you just go out there and work right now? (laughs) (laughs) That's about, yeah, that's about where I am. Yeah, Cliff says, just get up here to the station. It'll be in the parking lot and just jump in and we'll go. Yep. Well, I guess that's what happens when you're really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. And, you know, but uh, yeah, anybody, I just, you know, just it's been a crazy summer. I think everybody's having problems, you know, trying mm-hmm. to hire somebody. It's just, it's just a crazy world we live in today. It yeah. is. I can't believe it. I, I'm like, I'm saying, I, I remember the day when people actually wanted to work, to go to work, to <laughs> yeah. make money and right. all. And or if they did have a job, they would come to work on time and yep. they wouldn't ask to get off. But, you know, it doesn't matter because there's not enough people to work. So right. they'll go, yeah. oh, nobody's, yep. nobody's going to get rid of me. Yeah. What's um? so you do. Cliff does lighting. Yeah. Landscape lighting and drainage work and, you know, repairs on the irrigation startups. Um, actually, we're getting ready to do um, some winterizations, you know, another mm-hmm couple of weeks as soon as the weather starts cooling off a little bit we'll be out blowing out the systems for the winter so you want to make sure you get that done because if we get a cold winter and these backflows start freezing up mm. a lot of money you know it's gone from replacing backflows from about a year and a half ago maybe 600 bucks they're almost 800 dollars now you know everything's gone up in prices so yeah so if you winterize, which is not expensive at all. No, it's like my, my service calls at 95, you know, mm-hmm. for the winterization. And, I mean, it'll, in the long run, it's save you a bunch of money. Right. So, yeah, you just come out for $95 yep. or in that range. Or they can buy a backflow system for 800 800 plus. I mean, you know, if your heads, you know, they can split too. I mean, it could be thousands. So, mm-hmm. you just it's better, you know, to... Just do it. Yeah, just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's how it is with um with us at Palladio. We winterize fountains, summerize right. fountains. And we actually this year it seemed like there was more than ever, and it's because the two last years was so cold and temperature was up and down, up and right. down. So there are the fountains were somewhere crumbly. Yeah. You know, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. from not just from having the water still in it. Yeah. Because it like in the concrete it can soak up the water and y'all know expands and and what's the other word expands and contracts contracts. that's it (laughs) and then you've got the water in there and then it freezes the concrete bust or or your pump so yeah irrigation and fountains dealing with water yeah (laughs) there we go right yeah so yeah give me a call and you know drainage problems would come up in the rainy season and um 
you know, a lot of drainage, mm-hmm. you know, water and getting into the basement. Well, we don't have too many basements around here. You know, I'm from yeah. I'm up, not, uh, up north, so you, you know, were a lot just of basements, kind of speaking but. in your habit there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it can creep into like laundry rooms, uh, any, you know. So yeah, any drainage problems, give me a yell. And um, landscape lighting, I spent the whole day yesterday putting in a system for you know a friend around a swimming mm-hmm. pool that took the whole day but it uh, looks really sharp oh yeah yep. and you do i've seen your lighting and you you actually light it up with thought right. a lot of people just put some lights in every six feet or whatever and they're not thinking about how the light makes the beauty of the trees or the house right yeah i'll get with a customer who'll walk around the property and go hey man it looked really nice if we lit this tree up or oh you know a couple path lights down this way and mm-hmm. yeah you, you need to get it give us some thought for sure yeah oh, i love the lighting uh, on the drainage do you get most of your calls after or during rain during storms? Rain, right after rainstorm we get yeah. a lot of calls yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our, our new homeowners they have no idea that's going to happen, right. and then they're, yep. they're calling. Well, I got a referral the other day. Ken mentioned my name. I think it was mm-hmm. on a radio, and um, a lady named Ellen, I think her husband was Kevin. Mm-hmm. I was out there the other day, and we were looking at um, their drainage problem. You know, it just it wasn't maintained properly, and mm-hmm. it got all filled with dirt. And all. It, it, There is some maintenance that has to be done, you yeah. know, to take care of it so it don't clog up and That's plug true. up. That's yeah. true. A because lot of people don't think of it. No, because I was the same way and I hadn't dr- de- dealt with drainage. And so as we were doing our landscapes and stuff, a little bit more came up. And I'm thinking, well, it can't be clogged because, you know, the water pushes it out. Or, right. or how does it get in the drain? And then we have pulled roots and mud. Yes. And then we called cliff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of roots, uh, pine needles, leaves, anything. Yeah, so yeah, just like anything else, proper maintenance. Well, so really, I was noticing or thinking this too, there's really practically no way on a lot of the drainage that's put in to keep the stuff from running into it or is it just start happening as time goes just time yeah Yeah. just over time a little dirt will get built up and you know maybe a little branch will get hung up in it and you know start building up on that branch and and it takes a few years but Uh yeah it happens oh yeah we have it's it's been satisfying to push to Push that out of the irrigation system and then just watch it flow out yep. of the. Yep. <laughs> and there's what is uh, what's like newer in the technology maybe of irrigation. Um, is there's is there solar power or is there like timers when it can go off when it's raining or come on? Yeah. Um, well, Wi-Fi is you know Bluetooth. All all the new irrigation control is a pretty much all have um, a Wi-Fi you can put a chip in or the built in and you can operate it from around the world, really. So I'm in Florida, (laughs) (laughs) and somebody says, it's raining all week. So right from Florida, I can just turn my irrigation off. Yeah, just turn it off on your phone, and um, you can put a rain sensor on also. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes the rain sensor is on as sensitive i guess the you know to the rain so it might take a little while after it's raining for it to shut off if it it was running Mm -hmm. but um yeah you can get on your phone and turn it on you turn it off and it'll it'll let you know when it comes on well i guess i shouldn't should have assumed that because the houses smart houses and everything that's true but i think you wouldn't think you could do it with your irrigation yeah that's you can have Alexa or you know, Google, whatever, say, please turn on my sprinkler system and it'll uh, be running. <laughs> this is amazing. Cool, yeah. It is amazing. And I know because Kenneth and I talk about 
irrigation all the time on the show in terms of maybe you know you still a uh, homeowner still needs to walk around and check the heads and all of yeah. that but then homeowners really don't want to or actually it's a little more complicated than you would think yep and well, so you, yeah you don't i mean you don't normally see it running because you know i usually set it let it come on in early morning like four or five in the morning so by the time you get up it's already it's already ran so it's a good idea to run through it during the day when you get a chance or or schedule me to come out. I can, you know, do summer maintenance, just run through it and make sure it's all working properly. It's like um, I had, okay, at work we don't have like a an irrigation system set up to water greenhouses and stuff like that. Yeah. Our space is small. So we put it on the, we have a timer, battery-operated timer, right. and then we run the hose to the uh, the sprinkler and all. And it works okay. I mean, it works good. Yep. It's working. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing is, is trying to, t- it's so easy. It's so hard trying to teach somebody to set up the irrigation at night because there's a kink in the hose. Right. And it didn't <laughs> run all night. Yep. They put a ki- there was a limb that got caught in the head. So the yep. limb, it wouldn't turn. Right. Um, they forgot to turn the clock on. You know, or somebody right. got on the clock trying to manually turn it on and then reset everything. Right. But like, if you don't have to deal with that when you've got a for real irrigation, right, system. right, just set it and forget it, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> set it and forget it. Don't yep. you don't have to go around checking to see. I re- I remember I was so strat strategic at my house because i didn't have irrigation yet and so it was all strategy where i had hose laid out at night and so i would get up in the morning and turn run outside and turn this system on and then when i got to the point of getting ready to make breakfast i'd turn that one and then run out back and turn that one on so you had and then then it wouldn't be right and i would get all wet messed up to go to work (laughs) you know and so finally i was like okay so much for that but we're going to go to a break and if y'all have questions for cliff drainage lighting irrigation call us at 260-5926 good morning and welcome back to mid-south gardening glad y'all can join us this morning i'm beta vance with palladio and I have Cliff with, I keep wanting to call you Dirt Doctor. <laughs> irrigation Doctor. The Irrigation Doctor. doctor. Yeah. Let me get my number. It's 901-481-7054. You can call me with any questions. If you need me to come out and look at your irrigation, I free estimates on irrigation, landscape lighting, and um, drainage. Man, that's great. Yep. What areas do you cover? I'm, you know, I live out towards Millington, but I, I'm, I go out to... Kayaville, um, Piperton. I, mm-hmm. work, I have a lot of customers out that way. Even Rossville, I was out there the yeah. other day. and I go to Arkansas. and mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. That's good that you cover so many yep. areas. Um, so what have you seen like in the yards and, and all that? Um, with all your is installing irrigation stuff, you must see like things that aren't right because they've never gotten water or... What's the big thing why people want to get their irrigation? Well, you know, water, people, you know, sick of dragging hoses around. Yeah. It's bottom line. Yeah, I'm sick of dragging hoses. Yeah, just yeah. bottom line. And if you're spending a lot of money on landscaping, I mean, you want to, you know, get some proper watering done and um, 
dragging a hose around every day, especially on new, you know, installs and all. It's mm-hmm. it can be a pain. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We the one thing that we always recommend is say for instance that they've got an irrigation system and it's watering properly for the shrubs that they have, but then some then they'll go in and add some shrubs. Right. And so we always recommend the irrigation system is will get it almost wet enough but a new we'll get it wet enough but a new shrub is going to need water more often than what your irrigation so don't set your irrigation to go off every day right so you don't have to go out and water those new shrubs because then you rotted all the others right right so you, you might have to drag a hose around for a little bit you know mm-hmm. especially the new plants if you have established landscape and you decided to pop in a, you know a, a tree you're gonna have to pull a hose over to it yeah. and give it a good soaking for Probably the first week or so. Right. You know, yeah. And then your irrigation's able right. to take over right. after then. Yeah. Oh, man. Irrigation is yeah. so great. You're like, you know, dragging hoses. When I had gotten out of the uh, retail garden center industry for, um, I don't remember, 10 years maybe doing less than that maybe, but just doing landscapes and stuff like that. That's how I, I met you. And when... I decided when somebody called me and wanted to know if I wanted to go back and manage in retail, the first thing, the first thing that made me want to say no was watering all that <laughs> stuff in, in the garden center. And you still have to have a hose because there's dry spots. Soils are different in, in areas. And just think, that's how difficult watering is, is that right. was such a key factor on me not wanting to go back. Right. And, um, you know, I can add on if you have an irrigation system, if you have like hanging pots or um, yeah. pots on the side of your steps and all, I can run little drip hoses, you know, off yeah. your irrigation, run a little drip head in, into that flower pot. And so that individual plant will get water yeah. also. I was going to ask that yep. because I have didn't really know you could tie into your irrigation in the ground right. to water your containers. Yeah. yeah. And it's little, it's like small spitters, I yeah, guess. Yeah, micro-irrigation, little um, uh, misters, they call. Oh, and, um, okay. You know, normally if, when you for a new install, you want to have a separate zone just for that because, you know, you want to water it a little different than okay. your lawn and all. But, you know, a lot of these established, you know, installs, I mean, you, I mean, it, it's not going to hurt anything to, mm-hmm. you know, tap off a head and run that little drip. To, I mean, because the, the nozzles is adjustable, too, so you can turn uh-huh. it down to just a... Just a little drip oh, or a right. little streamers, yeah, turn it up and all. So. Oh, my goodness. Y'all got to yeah. do that. Yeah. We had a, a place that we were working on the third floor, and the or she had three floors, and the balcony was on top, and she had all kinds of plants and everything. So there was the homeowner irrigation that we put in yeah. for quickly. And just the fact of – because she used to just run a sprinkler on top <laughs> – and for the fact of you actually being able to put the spitters into each container, her plants looked way better. Right. Yep. Yeah. So you were saying it, it, you definitely have to have its own zone. Yeah. For a new install, if you have a lot of potted plants and um, stuff like that, you just create a separate zone just mm-hmm. for that because really you want to put a, 
a filter on it and um, turn the water down. It just yeah. uses a different type of valve and all. But That's what I was know. wondering because I know the um, what comes off of the spitters, I guess. Is that the right word? Emitters. Emitters. Yeah, emitters, spitters. little drip heads. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not from the south. Spitting water. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Emitters. Right. <laughs> the emit- well, now I forgot what I was going to ask you after all that. Everybody's used to me doing that. Yeah. You, you just have to throw something in there when I start staring. What was I saying? Emitters. Oh, was, yeah, the water pressure. That's what I was thinking. Right. Okay, isn't it just going to blow? Because they're so much smaller. Yeah, that's why there's an um, um, adjustment on the a valve. We can turn down the pressure. Pressure regulator is called. And um, then it's a filter to, to filter out the micro particles oh, that yeah. can get. Because the drip hose is only a quarter inch. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in, uh, inside the am- diameter is even smaller. So you want to try to catch those particles so they won't plug up those little Dang. emitters. Yeah, that's misters. a good point. Yep. So, yeah, so you've got a screen. That is a thing, actually, where people's, it's not working. And so you go out and you find out that it's clogged. See, that's what happens with, <laughs> how did that happen with us? One time there was a rock that yep. got, all, went all the way up in the pole and got stuck. Yep. And, um, I mean, a rock, a little bitty piece of rock. It could happen during, um, you know, installation, you know, little mm-hmm. pieces of rock and trash get in there. You try to get it all out and flush it out, but it could it could be hung up in there for a year and uh-huh. finally break through free and it'll get hung up in a valve or a head and you know it'll it'll prevent your irrigation from shutting off or a nozzle from not working see there's so many little things that you don't ever think of do you have it where um some people may want you to go out seasonally and adjust the irrigation for each season yeah i have some commercial properties where i go out you know maybe three times a year and just run through the whole system make sure it's all good and um, like the, I take care of the FedEx forum and I have to mm-hmm. go down there quite a few wow. times. It's a big system. Wow. So, um, you just want to make sure it's all. So when it was and, like, I guess, well, for FedEx forum, since there's so, it's so big to put in that to actually install, then it's easier for you to maintain and install something that big. But, um, like how many zones does that place have? It's really, I mean, the big zones, but I think there's like. I think there's maybe 19, 20 zones, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. I mean, it it's around the whole, you know, the whole building, the big parking lot across yeah. the street and all, and it's got little bubblers and all the trees around there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to, you know, that's where we yeah. go down there about four times. Because commercial properties like that, there's a lot of foot traffic, and mm-hmm. if it's coming on at night, is you know, people tripping over, can trip over heads, and they get broken easy because, I mean, thousands of people walking through there, you know, oh, at night. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So that that's... I didn't think about that until just now with us talking about how you should come out seasonally. And then also we're talking about zones, which may not totally understand what we're going by by zones, but you can have up to a lot of as zones. You, on, yeah, as many as you need. Right. Um, so you've got, there's a thing, like say for instance, this is what happens at work because we don't have zones. We just have two to watering and so we get in the middle it overlaps with the water so we could almost rot the shrubs that are in the middle because they're getting the overlap with water and then the ones on the outside don't get quite enough water right. so i've got all these different things going on and the, i'm not getting proper watering so in my case if i had like six zones then I would get the proper watering for each type, each right. area. Yeah. I mean, you want to water your grass, you know, 
different than your flower beds. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So lawns, you know, you want your rotazones to run 30, 45 minutes. Just depends if it's full sun or shade. And same with the, your landscape mm-hmm. beds. You know, one could be yeah. full sun and one could be shady. And you don't want that shady area running mm-hmm. for 20, 30 minutes. So you're just going to, like, root rot, you know. Yeah. It'll just be too wet. So. Hey, that's good that you know those things yeah. because a lot of a lot of them just go in, put them in. But it sounds like if you're evaluating their their landscape and you're thinking, well, this is their cactus area, this right. is their dry area, yeah. so let's reduce it here. Yeah. And then, like you said, in the shade, because a lot of people have it all set, no matter where the yeah. heads are, to come on at the same time, go off at the same time. I have some customers that want to water every day, and it's like it's, I, I don't recommend it. You know, mm-hmm. normally I'll run irrigation three times a week. You know, early in the morning, and mm-hmm. some people just want to run every day. And it's I like, know. Uh, you know, I'm going to do what they want. You know, yeah. and, but I'll I'll recommend something else. Mm-hmm. And and on these you know new controllers, you can have it programmed to come on four different times a day if you just want it to come on for a few minutes and soak in. Yeah. You know, you don't want the irrigation to run too long where if you see water running down a street, it's it's mm-hmm. you, that zone's been running too long and that's just a waste of water. So, yeah, you know, you can s- set it to run five minutes and, you know, four or five hours later, let it run for another couple minutes. That makes yep. sense because that's what you really for real have to do on, on slopes. Right. Is let it run, cut right. off, soak in because it'll just be running off, running off into the road like you just said. And... There's like that happens. Somebody had asked me, why are we watering before the irrigation is going to go off like in eight hours or something? Why are we watering? But it, it gets so dry. And that so we just give enough water uh, to get some moisture into the container. So when the wa- when the irrigation goes off, it'll soak down instead of roll off. Right. Yeah, right. there's so yeah. many little things to think about when you're yep. dealing with water. Yeah. So um, then you've got, um, you've done the drainage. No, you've done the irrigation. So we're going to go back and talk about some lighting and all that. We'll be right back. Good morning, gardeners. Uh-oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. If y'all are on Facebook Live, you can tell I'm having issues. There we go. I got it. Okay. My mic was just going up and down, up and down. All righty. So, where were we now? What was um, our na- oh, the you were talking about some arborvita. That yeah, you- I've, I've seen a lot of dead arborvitaes. This summer, you know, I've got some customers asking me, you know, what's going on. I've seen some, you know, that had bagworms on them, and I told them you need to take care of that right away. But some of them just dead, and yeah. there's no obvious reason. So I was wondering if you, yeah, knew that's see, been there out has years. been a whole bunch of that this year, especially this year. What one of the problems were, and it, it's we're seeing it. It's like. Uh, eight months later, even you may, we may have made it, and then eight months later they're dying. But what was happening was one thing: we had the ice storms, or the ice was so heavy that I um, know y'all just saw your arborvitaes bending over. And what happened on some since it got so cold, or the ice 
you know, it pulled the arborvitae over like halfway. So it broke those roots on the back side. And then when they stand them back up, a lot of it, a lot of times things survive. It's no problem, but you're missing some roots. So then as we got, we had all the rain forever, right. it seemed like. Yeah. So the, the small root system didn't try to develop into a larger one because the rain was right there all the time. So the roots, um, the new roots stayed more at the surface. So that hot weather snuck up on us. And we all of a sudden realized after a week later, oh, my goodness, we have to we have to water, water, water. Well, th- the damage had already been done because the roots were not couldn't dig for water, basically. Right. So that's where we started getting the decline on them. So that was one thing. Also, root rot happened on some because of the total amount of rain. And we didn't. Oh, that's my ESPN Plus sound. <laughs> like, what's going on in the sports? <laughs> okay, back to see. I'm so my attention is horrible. So they were they were rotting because a lot of times people don't go back and add mulch and compost to keep the soil loose and and healthy. So it was just holding that water too long. And arborvitaes are picky about that. So then then you added all that rain to it. So then that caused them the roots to become smaller or rotting out. So as time progressed, they couldn't get the moisture. So it was mostly a a winter damage with the things being blown over. Among other things, because arborvitaes, they're, they're so picky in a way but so easy in another way right. so mostly with the arborvitaes that was the whole thing was the ice storms pulling them over and re- okay. r- ripping the yeah. roots and then of course the bagworms always always yeah i yeah. see a lot of that and once they get in there and if they're not treated man they, mm-hmm. they spread quickly they sure do yeah. and they climb up the trash cans yeah. And, <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden you're seeing them all hanging on the outside of the trash cans i've seen the uh the bagworms because there's worms in the bags, exactly. actually, and they can come out of the top and just, they just uh, climb their way up things. So I've seen, I saw a place, commercial property, and I could tell the bagworms were on there. So I'm like, well, their people's going to treat it. And then, because I'm driving p- past this place every single day. Right. So I'm watching more bagworms come on, and then mm-hmm. I'm watching the foliage go away till the, the plants totally stripped, the bagworms totally stripped it. But you know where they were? There was a so- concrete sign next to the shrubs, and they were climbing up <laughs> the side wall, and you could just see them covered. And I'm thinking nature is amazing. So what are they, I mean, what are they eating? Are they, they eating the greens or the bark? Or they, yeah, they're they eating burrow? the greens, oh, okay. and um, it's like they take all the foliage off, okay. and then the plant can't replenish itself. It's just like this slow, and it'll take bagworms like a couple of years to totally defo- defoliate because they're, they're just doing their cycle right there. Uh-huh. They're dropping down into the soil, and then they uh, hatch, come back up. Or some of them actually um, stay, like they'll lay their eggs in the bags is what's happening. Mm. And so as the larva gets bigger, it's, it's just crazy. As the larva gets bigger, you know, they're they're doing the damage, but it's just a constant cycle. The slow, painful death of that <laughs> arborvitae and <Yeah>, others. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. And we're always saying arborvitae or the bagworms become a problem when arborvitaes get too dry, or stressed. I mean, that's what insects are here for, is to get rid of things that are stressed. Right. Because if we didn't have insects getting rid of things, we would have just a bunch of 
dead stuff, <laughs> like, oh, right. you know, just trying, trying to to uh, not have a slow death. <laughs> but insects take care of all this for us. But they're around when things start stressing because the plant, since the plant's stressing, it actually stress plants emit a smell that insects are attracted really? to. And it's, mm. it's calling them in to do something. So a lot of times when I have <coughs> insect problems on plants and they're, they're small, then I'm thinking, wait, you know, it's just not an insect comes in and goes, oh, I'm going to eat your plant. <laughs> so I'm thinking, why is my plant stressed enough for the insects to want to live there? Right. So you, you kind of evaluate everything. And if everything's too wet, you call Cliff and tell him to put some drainage in yeah. or to... Yeah. Or to adjust your irrigation heads. So is there any other, like, preventive maintenance? Yeah, and it's like for, so for your arborvitas right now, if um, just compost on the top like a mulch. And, I mean, it can be chicken manure. It can. We have a earth mix, supernatural earth mix that has every organic thing mixed in. So if you're doing that, then you're constantly replenishing the soil and keeping it loose and keeping the nutrients in it. Because a reason why I like to use organic is because it feeds the soil, the food's there in the soil, and then the plant can take it as it needs it. And so that's what makes it he- healthier, like us. You know, you can have coffee, but you have nothing to work off all day. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but if you eat some good, healthy food, you've got energy all day. And so when a, a plant, like if you're feeding it fast-acting fertilizers, the, the plant actually takes those fertilizers up and uses it quickly, and then they're gone, so the plant's starving again. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's um, like you're, what you do, Cliff, in your drainage and your irrigation is yep. you're actually saving people's landscapes. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's people put a lot of money and time and effort into mm-hmm. that, all that landscape, and so, yeah, you want to— Maintain it properly. How much uh, mulch do you ever have to dig out of beds to get the irrigation put in? Oh, lots. I mean, yeah, dig through flower beds and, you know, when we're installing it, you know, I don't, haven't done really that many installs here in the last year just because I don't have any help, you know yeah. what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, we come in, when we do an install at establish you know, how it's with established lawn and all, it, it's, it looks like a bomb goes off, you know, when we tear everything mm-hmm. up. But, you know, we put it all back together. We did one last year, and this lady's kind of freaking out. What you do? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was a mess. But, you know, a week later, we had it all back together, and mm-hmm. she loved it. And now we're going to go back, and she wants to add on in her backyard. Oh, you know? So, yeah. Well, it's scary <coughs> to yeah. see what you're doing. Yeah. It does look like a big wreck, yeah. and they're thinking, how are you ever going to get this right? Right. And now I've seen people install irrigation and then when they cover it up, they don't pack it enough. And then you go back in their yards and there's ditches. Right. It settles. Yeah. So we try to, I mean, you can't prevent all of it. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing it, it's going to settle here and there. But we try to pack it in the best we can. And, you know, we try to water it in. Once we, as we're backfilling, we can water it in. Or we've got a tamper. We tamp yeah. it down and all. But, I mean, it happens. I mean, it's going to settle mm-hmm. over time. and But, you know, you just come back in and add a little more dirt to it when it settles. And yeah, don't freak out. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all fixable. Has okay. anybody ever made you uh, cut strips? Oh, and my put God. S- we had one a couple of years ago. A guy was adamant about, you need to come back and fix this. And I said, well, that wasn't part of the plan, but we mm-hmm. did it anyway. And it took us a... A half a day to cut these little strips and fill in all those oh, trenches. Oh, my goodness. And it was, uh, yeah, because it grows back together. Yeah, especially Bermuda. It's going to grow back, I mean, 
quick. You know, quick. You know, yeah. Especially if we put it in the beginning of the summer, you know, middle of summer, you're not going to see it. Well, also, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, when you cultivated the soil, it made it looser. Now, it goes back to hard pan soil after a while, but right. since you've cultivated the soil and put it back in, it's yep. looser. So that enables the grass to even grow yeah. quicker. And you're going to see that it's going to be greener and taller in those where we <laughs> trench, you know. That's going to look odd for a while. And oh, <laughs> I did not even think about that, yeah. turning it up yeah. and all. So it was all turned up and, yeah. So how many people's blamed you blamed you for weeds coming up? Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard it all. Yep. Have you? Uh, so you've yeah. got that yeah. one. Because the whole thing is, is in every tablespoon of soil, oh my goodness, there's there's so many weed seeds you can't even imagine. And so anytime soil's cultivated, it exposes the seeds. It's not like you brought them in. A lot right, of people right. think, you think you, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. he did, he, that sod <laughs> had weeds in it. Yeah. But it's just cultivating the soil. Right. Well, you know, y'all, y'all got to give us a call at 260-5926. Also, we're doing Facebook Live, and so you can text questions in on Facebook Live. Kenneth doesn't have his Facebook up to, uh, well, he's not here to have the Facebook up, <laughs> to check the texters out, as he calls. My Facebook page has been hacked, over hacked, over hacked. <laughs> I'm not selling puppies. Yeah, I saw that message the other day. It's like, oh, look, she's selling puppies. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> selling puppies. So if y'all see that from me, <clears throat> report it, please. And uh, that's why I don't, I'm not watching y'all on Facebook now. Just took it off right. for a while. But give us a call, uh, 260-5926, and we'll be right back. Good morning and welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. Glad y'all can join us this morning. I'm Veda Vance with Palladio. And I have Cliff with, I keep wanting to call you Dirt Doctor. <laughs> irrigation Doctor. Irrigation Doctor. Yeah. Let me get my number. It's 901-481-7054. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, behind that guy's. Was it a pool? No, it, yeah, a, behind a pool. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it did come out good. I thought that was a sharp looking wall. A lot uh-huh. of curves around trees. Yeah, and, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So I think we had worked together before that. And then after that one, I was just like, man, he's definitely good at, uh, at what you it. do. But it was hard finding people to help you with that, I think, at the time. Well, yeah. we helped. Yeah, a you lot. guys helped. Yeah. I had, you know, one guy, He he um he's no longer with me. He had a stroke, matter of fact, about a year and a half mm-hmm. ago. And oh. um, he's not working with me. So um, anybody looking for a job, you know, if you're tech savvy on irrigation, you know, mm-hmm. can auto um, test controllers and valve problems you know give me a call and um i want to apologize to people that called me this summer and i couldn't get back to you and i, d- I didn't return your call i just it's been hectic mm-hmm. and um I, I missed a lot of calls so i i do apologize uh, i know that's difficult yep. because a, a lot of people say they could just give me a call back but in reality there are only so many hours in a day yeah in, <laughs> in middle, reality yeah, middle of summer i'm getting I mean, 20 calls a day and then just, you know, even mm-hmm. text messages. I'll see it in the morning. I'll go, okay, I'm going to text back in the afternoon. Yeah. I forget. And, right, because you're you know, doing the work because right. there's nobody yeah. to help. So they're doing the work. And what you know. if people call even now to get on your list for next year? Yeah, can you, you can call me. Yeah, but call now, you know, schedule um, a time for if you need your sprinkler system winterize. You know, I'm, I'm going to. About two weeks, I'm going to start on it. I'm already getting mm-hmm. calls for winterization. So wow! So you know. because you can do that by yourself. Yeah, I, so I you do pretty have... much all of them by myself this in this fall. But you know, it's 
If I can find some help, it'd be great. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's really a really cool guy to work for. So, you know, don't yeah, worry about cool. much about that. Okay, let's go. We've got a caller. Let's go to Ellie calling from Marion, Arkansas. Good morning, Ellie. Hey, good morning. Um, actually, I have a question about one of your favorite plants, peonies. Mm-hmm. And then I have a tree question that I didn't ask the um, the call taker about. But my peony question is, I have one that's been in the ground two years. It's finally getting big, and it bloomed a good bit this spring. And I let the leaves stay on it after it bloomed so that it could get all that good energy. Mm-hmm. But now it's showing a lot of um, dryness and brown, and I didn't know, do I need to cut it down to the ground in preparation for the winter and yeah. pass over it? Yeah, go go ahead and cut it down to the ground. We see that happening a lot on peonies or peonies. That's that's just one of their attributes, which isn't a good one, but it seems like they do that a lot. Some varieties do, some don't. But I wouldn't mulch over it really, really thickly because you've probably noticed like little pink eyes come out of the, the soil when it's getting time to start uh, growing. And if one of the things that makes them not bloom is being planted too deep or having too much mulch on top, but you do want to have some mulch to keep the moisture even. But yeah, definitely go ahead and cut the leaves off because they're not really providing any energy now. Okay, good, good. And then my tree question is, um, uh, it's a silver leaf maple, Mm -hmm. I believe. And I had to plant everything when I came over here because the houses were, um, the houses were planted on a farmer's field. So, um, (laughs) so, um, there was, there was no, um, vegetation. So I planted Mm -hmm. my tree and then, um, we cut it pretty good with the weed whacker towards the bottom Mm -hmm. when it was new, but it survived that. And when I went to cut some limbs off, extra limbs off this spring, I noticed that in the center of the branch was like a brown spot. So I don't know if this is a tree that's been suffering since I gouged it long ago, about three years ago, and um, it's still hanging in there, yeah. or if or if it's okay. Yeah, so the limb you cut off, there was a, a brown in the center, right? That's what you were saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then when the when it healed, or the where y'all did it with the weed eater, was it just like on one side? It was, was. And okay. It's still, still kind of like there's a, a a lump there where it tried to, you know, still be okay. Yeah. But you can tell that something happened. Okay. To it. So it healed over and all. So that's good. Well, I honestly have to say, I I don't know why that's like that. Why the um, it's brown in the middle of the uh, branch, but next weekend I'm gonna have uh, Wesley Hopper, who is known as the Tree Whisperer. So that would be a good question for him. So you could call okay. in next weekend and, and we'll find out. Because, you know, I'm seeing it and I'm thinking, well, it seems like that's normal, but maybe not. And I want him to answer that. He's the arborist and the tree whisperer. So we'll get some, some good information, oh, some more in-depth information on that. Okay. Well, thanks so much for answering my question. Oh, you're welcome. Call back. Thank you. Thanks, Ellie, for calling in. Yeah, so we're going <clears> to <throat> go... Uh, I was, this was a question I was thinking, should I have y'all two on at the same time? Because we get stuck in, in, because we're dealing with nature, we get stuck in terms of, we need our irrigation, but you might have to cut through a couple of roots to, 
to put the irrigation uh, in. Cut a lot through a lot of roots. And I've never seen any tree die mm-hmm. from it, you know. I mean, I've cut yeah. some big roots, and it's it's unavoidable, you know. I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah, and, um, well, I think um, it seems like, if I'm remembering correctly, you could you can take 25% off of a of a root system on a tree and it can still recover, okay. you know, without being hugely stressed. That's quite a bit, 25%. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, huh. but, so hopefully, because I don't think you've ever had to do 25%. No, I mean, maybe yeah. a couple percent of mm-hmm. that, you know. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if I drop that trencher, I mean, maybe a little bit more, but I've never mm-hmm. seen a tree die from yeah. it, you know. Man, I'm thinking 25% was probably too much. Oh, that'll be another question for yeah. for the uh yeah, for yeah. the tree whisperer. I know Wes. We got mutual friends, so yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is. He's a lot of fun. Y'all are gonna yeah. really enjoy that too. Yeah. Um we were talking about the um what was oh the <laughs> lighting. We've got a few more minutes, but oh no wait, I had wanted to ask you since we're still in the water part. So we have, it's called like a floater that goes into the fountains, like large fountains. And no, no, that's something else. It's like the emitters. We can attach an emitter to a fountain or to a irrigation head. So when the irrigation goes off, it fills the Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you got to do any of those yet? Uh, I've worked on them. I I haven't put them in, but I mean, if... You having a new install, um, I can put an extra valve and wire it mm-hmm. up, and you can run it off control to fill, yeah. you know, a couple minutes a day or you know, a couple times a week. And right. even if you have a, you know, already one installed, it, I, I can. Um, these things called doublers. There's stuff I can do to put another mm-hmm. valve in there. To even a Bluetooth, you know, the new um, battery operated mm-hmm. controllers. I can plug it up. You know, put it in, plug it onto a valve, put a new valve in, and, and they're Bluetooth, so you can run those off your phone now. I mean, See, it's pretty it's pretty cool. That's the thing, because we'll, we'll start uh, recommending you to do that, because we don't want to dig up and attach and do all that. Right. You know, we install fountains and pads and yeah. stuff like that. But there are fountains that you have to fill every day. Right. There's fountains that you have to fill once a week. And so we can talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. But we've got another hour to go, and we'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, gardeners. Welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. This is the third hour. Actually, the first hour... We didn't do it. We just, you know, I didn't want to make my guests be here at 6 a.m. in the morning because we all work on Saturdays and it's a long <laughs> Saturday. Yep. I've got Cliff, the irrigation doctor. Hello. I, I keep trying to call you the dirt doctor. Yep. Dirt dauber. Dirt dauber, <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, so Cliff does uh, lighting, irrigation, drainage, uh, all of that stuff. And he's really good. I can Thank say you. that because uh, he's done a lot of work for me when I did landscaping and all. Felt very confident in calling and recommending you. What's your number? 901-481-7054. You can call for, you know, free estimates or, you know, um, we're getting ready to 
blow out the irrigation systems for the winter, you know, so nothing freezes up. So you definitely want to get that done because yeah. we never know. And we might have a mild winter. Well, that's what happens a lot. You know, we'll have a mild winter too. And people go, I don't need the winter. I get it blown out, you know, yeah. and then next year they don't do it. And we have a week would blow a zero and, you know, that the backflow is a brass, it's brass and some of them are plastic and they crack real easy. And, um, and if you're gone out of town and that water's going to be running down the street oh. for a week and I've seen it, you know, and oh, yeah. So, no. I mean, it just, it just, it, that, it's not just the backflow, it's the heads, the water law. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it could create a lot of problems. Well, how do you get it out of the lines? How do you get the water <clears throat> out of the lines? I have a compressor, you know, we hook mm-hmm. up, um, my airline to the backflow and I blow out all the zones, you know, make sure there's uh-huh. no water in the main line, the backflow itself, the, all the heads, yeah. you know, the little drip heads and wow. all that. I mean, it could all freeze up real, you know, it's all That's plastic, true. all those heads uh-huh. and they freeze up real easy. So, and then know. it's probably, is there being really warm and then it's really cold. <laughs> so yep. that's amazing. And because I've not seen or, or I would say, just make sure whoever you get for your irrigation that they do actually blow the water right, out. Right. Yeah, yep. and then what is explained to where the backflow and all that stuff is? What is that? Where does it go? The backflow. It's, and why well, do we have it? The backflow prevents water from being siphoned back into the city. If there's ever a break in the city water, you know, it, instead of sucking the water out of the backflow which it can suck all the water through the heads into the backflow back into the city water and it'll contaminate the water so there's a little dump valve on the bottom of that backflow Mm -hmm. if that does ever happen it'll flush out the bottom of the backflow and and prevent it from going into the city water wow who would know who knew there's so many little things that go to an irrigation yeah to, yep. to make it run because yep. that you know that backflow is tied in uh, right by your water meter we tie it we tap in after that run a line to the backflow and that backflow goes to all the valves and oh i didn't think about what you have to attach the irrigation yeah to. there's a lot to it you know yeah oh, so I you're mean, attaching it to the oh okay so you're attaching it to the the city water okay yeah, it come, we come off the city water into the backflow and that backflow runs to all the valves and every zone has a valve and those valves have you know, from mm-hmm. a couple of heads to 15, 20 heads on each zone. And, you know, all those, all those hold water, the valves, the heads, yeah. you know, the lines, and they can all freeze up. So you definitely want to get them winterized. Oh, I get that yeah. now. Yeah, see, people do that with us too. The The winter's mild, <laughs> and they're not getting their fountains winterized. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden things are cracking yeah. and, and breaking yep. and now they understand winterization when you have water you just have to you know now ponds like waterfalls and things like that if you've got some depth in your ponds and all you're you're fine with that because yep. the yep. water is always run because it's running because we're not where are you from again massachusetts so does it freeze deeper oh, there? This, i think the um Frost levels like three foot. You know, wow. here it's only a couple inches. I think two, three inches. The um, here in Memphis and Tennessee. Well, I think East Tennessee. It's probably more. You know, um, but yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That three that feet. that you can freeze down three feet. Yep. And then we're here. We're a couple inches. That's why we can plant in the winter right. here. 
And that's why you can work in the winter here because yep. our, our things aren't, uh, the soil's not frozen yep. where it's too much. I had, I'll have to go back to the other page. I had some good irrigation statistics. So I know y'all listen, uh, Jamie and Jan, Jan, she's like, uh-oh, what's Veda about to say? <laughs> so I had sent, I think I posted it on Facebook when I was using it, a uh, picture of a lady that had this straw hat on. And it was just, you know how straw hats can look when they get raggly and and broke. And it was just all frizzed up and standing up. And they were like a windy day with the dollar store straw hat. So um, Jan had seen that post. And Jamie, her husband, they sent me a picture from Florida. He went out and got him a nice straw hat. Pretty pretty slick. (laughs) Yeah, pretty (laughs) slick. Exactly. So I thought that was so funny how she had caught it. And she goes, it's not from the dollar store. And yeah, I can <laughs> tell that that's the thing. And um, y'all have to give us some calls, 2605-926, if you want to ask Cliff some questions or if you want to ask me some questions. But Cliff had a, a good question a while ago, and it was the moms. My wife brought it up. She says, if you see some moms after the holidays on the side of the road, grab them so we can plant them. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, we talked about that a bit. Yeah, because everybody, a lot of people uh, think that moms are just for the holiday, for Halloween, Thanksgiving. Or right. <laughs> actually, for us, it's for our faux summer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've got them and they start blooming in our faux fakes or our second summer, as some people call it. But... Y'all, you can take your moms and put them in the ground, in your landscape, and they come back every year. Right. So that's why y'all are stopping, like your wife saying, find some moms and plant them, because you just chop them down, they come back up the next year. But it's so... They're expensive. I mean, I was in Lowe's the other day, and they're 15 bucks for a little one. It's like, you know, why hold on to it for a month and Mm -hmm. set it on the side of the road or trash it when you can recycle it or or replant it, I guess. That's the, that's the whole thing is, um, the whole thing hard with the industry is the plants that are just like a month long. But if you're planting them, then you're not wasting your money or, you know, I'll even go with it if you compost them. You know, okay, at yeah, least, yeah, at least they're yeah. they're breaking down to go back into to nature to serve a purpose right. instead of putting them in the landfill. And the th- <laughs> I had a neighbor last year that put their mums out. Now they were still there in December, and they had not been watered since the first day they bought those. <laughs> Okay, maybe they might have a few times, but they, of course, weren't blooming, but they just left the dead moms on each side of the door for months. I don't know why, but (laughs) I guess it was turning into, you know, you get winter dormant brown plants. Maybe they thought that was just what it was, but they were getting their money worth out of those moms. But Uh moms drink so much water. That's the other thing. If you buy them in the uh, you know containers, set them out. They, y'all y'all are gonna have to water your moms once to twice yeah. a day, like it is. And um, but yeah, you can definitely plant them in the ground and they'll come back. Well, can they be split? I mean, can you buy them and split them yeah, or reseed them and pull them apart and grow a bunch of them? Uh huh. You can because okay. a lot of times the big moms are all they did was just plant four in a big basket and then they all uh-huh. grew together. So you can definitely cut them um you know don't really rip them but just good clean cuts yep. 
cut it in fours or just cut those those pieces and then yeah you can definitely plant them cool. that way use some root stimulator too um that would help them because you are doing a lot of pulling and ripping on the right. roots and or just at least make sure your soil's good um cultivated and using organic matter don't use like peaty soil um, or real light soil you don't want to use that in your landscape beds and all but that that's great that she's collecting mums yeah. and planting them yeah. and I'm, I, I go a lot of all over the city all you know I'm, I'm i'm all over the place so i see tons of them and, that's funny you know yeah because yeah, i was like that's that's yeah, I guess you see those everywhere. everywhere yeah, <laughs> All the yeah. But that's just part of the fall, you know. Yeah. You got to have a mom. Sure. Just like you have to have a poinsettia. Yeah. You know, and just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pumpkin. Oh, didn't you? Weren't you telling me y'all just threw seeds out in the field? Yeah. Well, we didn't. My my, my wife made some mounds out back then, threw mm-hmm. a couple seeds in there, and we didn't, you know, we didn't know how well it would do. Yeah. But, I mean, she, we got a ton of pumpkins. I mean, all different kinds of baby mm-hmm. ones and the, the big orange ones and the flat ones whatever they're Gosh. called and yeah i mean it, it's low maintenance too we uh-huh. just you know we went down there and watered them once in a while but that and, and, and those and they just grow wild and so i mean that was a fun project and mm-hmm. we'll do probably double next year oh it's, yeah it's so oh fun. y'all have to do the gourds too the gourds yeah we didn't do any gourds this uh-huh. year but i think we did a few years ago and that was a cool easy mm-hmm. low maintenance and yeah a good holiday um Oh, um, yeah, you yeah. can do stuff out of the gourds for holidays yeah. and bird houses, decorations. Say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, like, <laughs> I remember the first time I was going, we were growing pumpkins, and my son was five, maybe, and I just had a small space. We were growing our pumpkins, and there was one that, because we weren't really having a big crop, but there was one that was beautiful. And Seth and I would go out and watch it and watch it. Yep. We couldn't wait to pick that pumpkin, and I couldn't <laughs> wait to watch my son all, wow, nature. Well, he really got a good lesson in nature, because we picked that pumpkin up, and on the backside, there was a nice big round hole oh, no. where I guess it was a vole or something had oh, come really? up and just cleaned the pumpkin out. Holy cow. So disappointing. For we sure. were just like, what? And it wasn't time to carve for Halloween, or we could have yeah. used that to carve. <laughs> oh, nature and, and all the learning experiences. But oh. we're going to go to a break. And if y'all have questions for Cliff or for me, 260-5926, or you can post them on Facebook Live. Good morning and welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. Glad y'all could join us. Call us at 260-5926. So I know we have Cliff here with the uh, irrigation doctor, but he's got he's got some great stories on things that man, yeah. I never these country people, the <laughs> things they get to experience. It's so wonderful. Like we grew up in the country and all this stuff that that we got to experience and all running through the woods and then when I moved to Texas, and uh, they were selling trees at the garden center. I was like, why would anybody buy a tree? Right. <laughs> you know, because I didn't, I just went from re- one tree place, and Texas had a lot of trees. And then it was, we had like 50 trees in stock, and by the time fall was over, they were all gone. Yep. So, um, so you like, okay, this is the one. Two of them. You've got two of them. I got to yep. do the tomato hornworm. Oh, my God. How were you finding those? I 
a black light. We got a little black light, you know, the fluorescent light. You used to have uh-huh. those light-up posters when we were kids, you know, the fr- yeah. fluorescent lights. Well, you go out at night and you shine that black light on your tomato plants, and those hornworms light up like a light bulb. I mean, oh, you can't oh miss gosh. it. So I go out there every night and shine that light and pick them off and squish the little buggers. That's incredible. Yeah. How could, it's like all this time, how could I not know that? Yeah. You I know? Mean, we, my wife read it somewhere on online i think last mm-hmm. year and we tried it's like yeah. holy cow look at them all i mean oh. you, every night they're out there i mean from oh tiny little gosh. ones the ones that are four inches long i need do y'all hear so that jamie black and jan black light at night and guaranteed it's just it's freaky <laughs> i know now i want to go do that yeah. is there and i think all the tomato hornworms are pretty much in their other life cycle right. now yeah oh, what do they gotta, turn into moss or yeah okay. yeah pretty pretty moss oh, really? actually hmm. and big moss Obviously, okay. yeah. Well, I've killed a lot this summer, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there's plenty to go oh around, that's for yep. sure. Yep. My mother had one on a penta. It wasn't on a tomato, it was on a penta. And it was up on her patio. And uh, I was like, no, it can't be a tomato hornworm. And sure enough, it was. Oh, I didn't want to kill it. I didn't want to smush it. So <laughs> I walked it all the way down, bottom of the hill, put it in a wooded yep. area. And mom goes, that thing's going to walk back. My mom was funny. That thing's going to walk back up here and eat my pinta. I'm like, it will not, you know. And we had checked, nothing. You know, we cleaned off the pinta, no insects. Well, the next morning, there was a, a tomato hornworm eating the pinta. <laughs> right. And we had already inspected and didn't see them. So she's just all summer. You let that thing walk up to the house. She was playing. <laughs> it was a joke between right. us. But um, these tomato hornworms, you get stories after stories because they're really beautiful. To me, I think they're real pretty. Right. And And I remember when I was like four or so, when I could start remembering things, me and my grandfather were working, walking through the uh, vegetable garden, and he would pick off the tomato hornworms and show them to me. He goes, you know what you do? And he'd just smush them with his <laughs> thumb, between his thumb and yeah. forefinger, just smush them. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, yeah, and now I look back. And, <laughs> yeah, me either. I look back and go, ew. Right. I but gotta, that was a yeah. time where people just didn't go run for chemicals immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a big size 14 foot and I just squish them flat oh <laughs> yeah yeah not a 14 foot worm you my, got my, a my, my size 14 feet you could squish you could put about <coughs> five down yeah. there and squish them in the ground real good and that's how many I'd probably get a night four or five and you think okay I got them good and you go out there the next mm-hmm. day and there's another couple yeah. threes like where the heck these suckers Man, coming from that is so so a black light black light yeah at night at and then night, they glow they glow like a light bulb i mean it's crazy you know what though that's making me think about there are a lot like mushrooms and and a lot of plants that do emit light right. we just don't see it yeah. or they glow we just don't see it i'm yeah. finding that out and then the other thing that was really interesting to me is your fruit trees issues fruit trees yes we planted um but probably two, three years ago, we planted some pear trees. I mean, they grow fast, man, they're, and they're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I think the second year, we got just a ton of pears, and my wife canned them, you know, and um, we probably got 40, 50 jars of canned wow. pears, and she made up some great pies and all. But anyways, <laughs> this year, we, a tree was loaded. It's like, man, we're going to have a good year. And um, we went down to Florida on vacation, we come back, and every pear was off that tree. <laughs> Not one. They didn't, the raccoons, they leave us one pear. I mean, they must have been a family of 10. It's, you know, they, they knew we were going out of town. It's like, okay, yeah. the favors are gone. Let's go get those pears. And right. They They've got you it. on the calendar. Everyone, I swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do, because... 
we're always blaming it on the squirrels. Yep. Never thought about the raccoons, raccoons doing that. And, um, so they got the pears. And a couple of years ago, it's probably probably about four or five years ago, we planted some peach trees. And um, one year, I mean, they're, they're, the trees are loaded. We had two mm-hmm. of them right next to the house. And um, again, we were down in Florida. We come back and... There was only pits underneath the pear trees, <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of them. Oh, okay. And there, I can't there was baby raccoons. We found, we saw them there one night. There was three baby raccoons, mm-hmm. and I, I think two nights, and they just stripped every oh. pear, I mean, peach off that tree. It was crazy. That is, you know, <laughs> you hate to lose that, but I bet it was so cute. Yeah, wow. Well, <laughs> cute for <like>, somebody. <laughs> right, exactly. It was because yeah. you hate that. That's the one thing dealing with nature. Yeah. Because I mean, you're out in a, a country wooded area where they've got other places and all that to go yeah. but you just the, yeah I, well, I think they've spread it around that y'all go out of town probably so i mean we live out by shelby forest you know close to the i mean i can walk the into the shelby forest from where we live mm-hmm. and i mean there's everything out there yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's where i learned to pinch the worms where my we live in shelby forest oh, okay. off white road you yeah. know right yeah it's pretty right close down the road to, yeah. yeah yeah so uh, huh. <laughs> you're getting raccoons in your peach trees and i'm learning to pinch worms <laughs> <laughs> but uh, walking through the woods and all that is so fun and all it the is. things you can learn i love it and like I was talking about, you know, learning nature and all that, and we had grown the pumpkins, and me and my son were so excited to get the pumpkin, and it had the hole in it. Well, back to, the, you know, animals go with nature. So my cat had kittens, and we were so excited. You know, he was so excited, kittens, and how fun. And so we were going to have to give the kittens away. You can't keep them all. Right. And he's loving them, loving them. I think he's seven or so. <clears throat> and... I go, okay, you know, we got to give them away now, and we'll go to Walmart, <laughs> and, ad- and somebody will adopt them. And so when it would uh, just adopt them immediately, right. and Seth didn't think that was going to happen. So on the way home, he goes, so she had kittens, and then we take them, and they take them away. So why do we even do this? <laughs> and he was so brokenhearted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so kids in nature are, yep. are so fun. Sure. But anyway, we back to, because you're the <clears throat> irrigation doctor and you do lighting, irrigation, and drainage. drainage. What's your number? 901-481-7054. And I think uh, we were talking earlier about, I think it was the lighting. Yep. Yeah. I can, you know, yeah. pretty much light up anything you want. I mean, stairwells, you know, um, retainer walls, uplight oh. trees, uh, path lights, you know, the, the new lights now, they run off um, Bluetooth. You can run them off your phone. They have all different colored lights. You can, um, for Christmas, you can have all your lights red and green, and you can change it to pretty much any color you want, you know, just yeah. off your phone. I mean, that, that's oh, quick. Oh, on, on your phone, you can change the colors. You pick colors. a color, you know, you get color spectrum where mm-hmm. just thousands of colors you can pick and just you dial what color you uh-huh. want and... Good Watch them change colors. Yep. So we don't go change the light bulbs every time just to have some green or some right, orange. Right, You just have a color. So you have to install that in the light. Yeah, the like light's certain. Right. It's a special bulb, which mm-hmm. change whatever color you want. And um, once you get them all in, you know, they're, they're a little more expensive than typical, but... That's what you want. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's really nice. Huh. It does yeah. sound fun, Pretty. especially for holidays. For sure. Oh, you could up light flags too. Yeah, yeah. We got a yeah. I have a flag in my yard. I've been talking about getting it uplit, but I haven't mm-hmm. done it yet. But yeah, I did one. Yeah, um, last week out in Collierville for yeah. A guy. Yep. Yeah. So you can just about light anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah, because you. I like it. 
the silhouettes that are reflected on the wall from the trees right. and all that. It just gives you a whole dimension of uh, feeling right. for, for your night landscape, yep, yep. too. And yes. safety, too. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, if you've got dark areas on the side of your house, just put a couple, you know, land path lights or up lights, mm-hmm. whatever, and, you know, help with, um, you know, keeping intruders out, maybe, yeah. to see all that lit up like that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because it is pretty lit up. And yeah. then I just have to say, how long have you lived in the South? I've been in Memphis almost 25 years now. And see, you haven't gotten one piece of Southern, <laughs> Southern accent you uh-huh. totally kept your uh-huh. other accent so i'm like i'm like damn uh, yankee yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, some of the way you pronounce words i'm I'm thinking you said dark i think and i thought dark, i said yeah. duck oh. I'm, I'm, so i'm trying to put this together and i'm like oh he said doc <laughs> <laughs> so i love it i love yep. all these different okay so we're gonna go to a break and y'all can call us 260-5926 Good morning, gardeners, and welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. Glad y'all can be here with us this morning. I have the um, irrigation doctor with me, Cliff. Yep. And uh, what's your phone number? My phone number is 901-481-7054. You can give, give me a call for free estimates. We're getting close to, you know, winterizing these sprinkler systems here in a couple of weeks I'm starting. Mm-hmm. And, um, but um, if you need any lights, you know, landscape lighting, drainage work, give me a call and You'll fix them up. Oh, you, them up. you could do all three in their yard. Yeah. Just get all it all three. done, y'all. Yep. Just get it done, y'all. Yeah. Um, so I found this uh, information, Garden Smart. Ten cities where lawns go to die. <laughs> so they need you down there. But right. I don't know if they... Bakersfield, California, Fresno, California, Palmdale, Santa Clarita, California... Scottsdale, Arizona, Pasadena, California, Lancaster, California, Reno, Nevada, mm-hmm. Peoria, Arizona, and something California. So they're all right there in all that places one. I don't want to live though. One I little mean, area. Pick it's, Florida and I'll move down there. But yeah, yeah that's that's crazy. They're all in mostly California, Arizona, where they've had a severe drought here the last couple of years, so, I think. I guess that's why they say 10 cities where lawns go to die, because right. you couldn't even really do irrigation because of the water issues. Right, water restrictions, yeah. I mean, that's why everybody's getting um, rocks in their yard instead yeah, of grass, <laughs> right. rocks and cactus. Exactly. <laughs> guess we'll have to go that way. Yep. Then you'll have to learn a whole new profession. Oh, my God. You say, I bet they that. don't. Yeah, but they don't even have, right, <laughs> drainage problems. Yeah. They probably don't have that either, because there must be not enough rain there for yeah. that. And then one thing that I kept meaning to ask on the irrigation, because we're saying we can put the emitters into the containers, yep. but can you do hanging baskets? Yeah, hanging baskets. I can, you know, run lineups out of your house through around eaves and all that. Mm-hmm. I've run them through gutters where I've had wow. to get to the pots, you know, and try to mm-hmm. place them where it's not ugly, all this no, hanging drip tube and all. But yeah, <laughs> I can I can do whatever. Yeah, oh, man, that's the deal. Yep. If anything I would want irrigated, that would be my yep. hanging baskets. Yep. 
because I see so many people let their hanging baskets dry out because they don't understand right. that it's almost a three-time-a-day watering yeah. regimen, if, uh, especially in full sun and if you kept them in the original container that right. you bought them in. But if they get constant water, then you can get a good season out of them, yep. and they'll grow really yep. well. We did one later this summer. She had probably 30 pots around her swimming pool, and we ran a little drip to her to each pot. Wow. And yeah, she was adamant about, you need to get, even just a tiny little pot, she wanted uh, one in each pot. And yeah, because those did. tiny ones dry out yep. so fast. I mean, it, it's to the point where I just quit doing little tiny pots and right. just do everything big. But when you're doing like your decoration, you're making it all pretty. You like the big pot and small pot and smaller pot. Right. You know, so the irrigation and small pots are awesome. Yep, for sure. So that's great. We yep. can just solve that. All our watering problems are solved. Right. Just call the <laughs> irrigation doctor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you go around and inspect as time goes on. Yep. And the uh, winterization that you're talking about. Yep. It's um. When do you start that? You said a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. I'm, I've already gotten calls. You know, last week I got a couple of calls. They're ready. So, but my, then we had a hundred degree day. It's like, well, we better hold off a little bit, right, you know? And right. Yeah. So normally October first, I'll start, but I'll go all the way into December. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people want to wait the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is cool. But anything, you know, get into December, we can have these hard freezes and so i mean mm, that's yeah, true you want to you don't want to wait too long yeah we've had some really re- i think sometimes we've had our winter in uh, december and then january and february were yeah, mild yeah it's strange weather around <laughs> yeah. here so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy yeah. just up and down up and down all the time <laughs> um then uh let's see the drainage we haven't talked about a whole lot right but um <clears throat> You can do that in the winter too. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of projects in the winter drainage because in the summer I'm so busy just doing a lot of repair work and starting systems up, and it just I don't have a whole lot of time to do drainage. So, mm-hmm. you know, January and February, I'll I have more time. I'll you know I'll, I'll do some um, French drains or mm-hmm. connect you know off your downspouts or you have low spots in the yard. We can take care of all that. So there's. French drains, is there like different kinds of drains to put in? Yeah, French drain is the pipe has a lot of holes in it and has a cloth over it, you know, to mm-hmm. filter out the small particles. And really, a French drain is something I'll put up against your house. If you're having <clears throat> like a hard rain, you know, the water will build up and it'll seep in around your house and it can go into your bedrooms or oh. wherever, closet spaces or whatever. So a French drain will catch the water, you know, go into the drain before it enters your house and it will run the pipe to a low spot in your yard or out to the street and all. And um, oh. we'll put, you know, French drain has gravel on it, big chunky rock I like to use. Mm-hmm. And it'll, um, you know, let the water in pretty freely. And oh, all. okay. So then when <clears throat> do you use like just a, a pipe that has no holes in the, it? Something like that, well, you know, the for like sides. A, of course, you have to have holes in the front. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you can put collection boxes, or you know, we'll tie off your downspouts if your water's uh-huh. getting too close to your foundation. We'll tie onto your downspouts and run them, you know, to a low spot in your backyard or out to the street. Same thing. And mm-hmm. if you have a low spot spots in your yard, we'll put a a collection box, you know, a mm-hmm. big 12, 14 inch box, and in the low spots, the water will go into it, and we'll you know run it off to wherever. Oh. Because I now remember seeing, I think I've seen like a collection box as big as eight feet by eight feet by. Yeah, I've seen some of those in, in some of these areas and um, caught over. There's a lot of 
low areas where mm-hmm. you put these huge collection boxes in. Yeah. Oh, uh, so it's kind of like an underground pond. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, and so it runs down in the collection box to hold the water until it can slowly drain No, out. that that's more like a retention pond. Okay. Retention ponds are bigger, you know, um, it'll hold uh, hold water and it'll mm-hmm. slowly filter out and um, but the collection box I use, you know, they're only 12 inches to 14 mm-hmm. inches and if you've got a low spot in your area, I mean in the backyard, we can put that box there and it'll run into it and, and it'll drain through the pipe to normally I run into the street. Oh, that's yep. easier. So yep. instead of sometimes you don't have to make a bog garden, right? You can actually, <laughs> right. yeah, you can actually have that run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, koi pond. And you know that is that makes me think about um, installing water gardens and all. People think that a water garden it'd be perfect to install it at where uh, the lowest spot, so you, so the rotter can run into it and yeah, all that. That's, but that that's is not a good idea. No, that's <laughs> not a good idea because also with the water running down so quick like that, it can get up under the liner yeah. and push the liner yeah. up. Plus, if you have chemicals in your lawn and all, it's if you got some koi fish in that pond, it's going to kill those fish. Oh, I mean, all that yeah. fertilizer and whatever. I mean, the chemicals that we put down these days on lawns, mm-hmm. it just that's true. Yeah. That would totally do that. Right. It really does. We had a pond at, when I worked at a garden center in Bryan College Station. We had a retention pond there. No, it wasn't a retention pond. It was just a pond. Yep. And we would recycle the water out of it to water our plants. We'd use a big pump and connect our water hose to the pump and then water our plants because the water was salty there. And then we liked to recycle and that would keep the pond cleaner. But somebody sprayed under the building like Durisban, I think, and it just happened to rain right after that and washed mm. it all in the pond. So the next day we came to work. I had no idea there were so many fish. I mean, the whole top layer of the pond was covered with dead fish. Oh, my. Just, just from the runoff right. into the pond. So you've got to be careful with that. For sure. It's a good thing you think about yep. that. Yep. Yeah. And um, then, so you've got the lighting, the irrigation, and the drainage, yep. and the thing that makes me happy is you can actually irrigate hanging baskets. Yeah, hanging baskets and um, yeah. gosh, just anything. Oh, and then the what was it called again? To fill your fa- yeah, we never really finished talking about that. Okay, like autofill. Yeah, yeah, autofill. Like yeah. we install the fountains, and like I said, some. The wind, you know, sometimes when the wind's real strong, it'll just blow the water clean out of the fountain. Right. And then they think it's leaking, and then they call us, and we're like, well, do you ever add water? And no. So, because water evaporates and all. Yeah, quickly. Or, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Quickly. Or we've got the, they get the smaller water fountains, because, you know, you can't have a big one everywhere. And so they're going to lose water faster. I mean, sometimes, depending on where you have it, it could same fountain could either uh, wind could blow it out or it could evaporate in one day or you can have the same fountain in another location and it can evaporate in five days so you're always going to need to add some water but there's a way to get rid of that yeah i can i can hook if you have an irrigation system you know i can Mm -hmm. hook up to that line and set another valve and um, running off control or a, or a Wi-Fi Bluetooth, you know, mm-hmm. run off your phone. And um, I don't know if you run into problems with the pump running dry, and I don't uh-huh. know if that's creating problems on, yes. on the water phones. I'm sure it does. Yes. So, you know, and I know it's a pain to going out there every other day to try to fill up your water mm-hmm. phone, you know. I mean, yeah. you're just going to forget about it, you know. Right. I mean, oh, life, it's life fine. Life happens. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. it's fine. So, yeah, that's always an option to 
put an auto. That is yep. perfect because, say, for instance, like we've installed really, I mean, fountains are concrete. They're right. really heavy. You got to have about four guys, and sometimes you have to have equipment. They come in pieces. One piece can weigh 600 pounds. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So what happens is you install your pump, but the way some of them are designed, if that pump burns out, they're going to have to uninstall that big fountain. I, I did one this summer. It took four of us to pull our, um, the tops off that fountain mm-hmm. to get to the little pump inside. The line was messed up or something. It was pinched. Yeah. So, I mean, there, it was. And it took us, I think, three, four hours to pull it apart uh-huh. to fix it. I mean, it was just whew. exactly <laughs> a lot of work. So that's happened because they let it drain out too many times. Right. And the pump just finally gave up. Yeah. So if you have that automatic fill on it, then you're not. So th- I mean, because that's a lot of money to take three guys out to un- uninstall, reinstall, sure you know, is. find out what's going on. And then to put an auto fill in is like a sixteenth of the cost of what, sure. yeah. what it would be. Yeah to do that so that's something y'all should really think about doing you know probably not now but put that on the list to make uh cliff have more work to do next (laughs) year but i if y'all have water garden water feature i totally recommend that doing that for sure so um we should go to another break and then we're almost done so if y'all have those last questions to get in for cliff i mean you can call and post them he'll josh will just take your call you don't have to actually speak on air or post it on text (laughs) facebook live we'll be right back Good morning, gardeners, and welcome back to the Mid-South Garden. Kenneth's been out. He's in Florida, and um, next weekend he'll be in Florida, too, but I'm going to have the tree whisperer on, um, Wesley Hopper. You, you, y'all have... Yeah, Wesley. I've known Wesley for a few years. Yeah, we have mutual friends, so he's a pretty cool guy and knows his stuff. Yeah, just like you know, yeah. Cliff knows his stuff, and I know he knows his stuff on this, so... Um, Call him at, what's your number? 901-481-7054. Yeah, so yep. lighting, irrigation, drainage, yep. and a few other things on the side. Yeah. Yeah, yep. little things here and there. So um, I was looking at, if y'all don't want to go work out and all of that, I mean, we don't have to have a gym. I never go to the gym. But that's because if you want to work your triceps out, you can use a trowel. Your forearms, that's a pruner biceps are the big loppers (laughs) your chest are the hedgers and forearms are the pick i don't really see many people using a pick anymore i don't know our soul's pretty bad the biceps is a hoe the calves is a shovel thighs is a garden rake buttocks as they say can't say anything else is a wheelbarrow Mm. so you have just done the whole workout with your gardening tools (laughs) that means you've planted something you pruned a few things you had to use the pick to make a hole had to have your wheelbarrow your rake and your shovel so you just had your whole workout sounds like every saturday somebody's getting a workout yeah Yeah, exactly sundays yeah yeah and we're working out like that every Every day day. i get my workout every day for sure yeah yeah another thing i thought was pretty cool I wish Kenneth was here. I'm going to have to 
talk about it when he comes back because Kenneth loves his perfect lawn, perfect lawn. And I'm always saying, well, you got to leave some clover. You got to leave this. He's like, no, 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 no. My lawn's got to be good. Well, I saw where or heard where someone is, they have the perfect lawn, but they left a patch of like eight by eight maybe and they left just one little patch that had all the nice little wildflowers and they're saving that for the bees so they can have energy as they they move on yeah. so he still has his nice lawn but he was so nice enough to leave a little patch <laughs> it's so great the things that people think about so you, if you listen to kenny leave a patch <laughs> yeah that's what i would tell kenneth you have got to <clears throat> kenneth i figured it out and i can't wait to see what his answer is i can just see him now oh no right. no i gotta have complete lawn because he'll tell us every saturday how he edged it and it's the right height uh-huh. and i can just see him out there work it's got to be a competition in the neighborhood right i yeah. mean isn't that what he lawns gets you are? out in a month every month yeah yeah <laughs> that's what lawns are you're just com- competing with your neighbor because if you don't take care of your lawn, then the whole neighborhood says their their weed problem in their yard is because of your oh lawn boy. that you're not <laughs> taken care of. Oh, you know, also on busted irrigation, we had a, a landscape that we were working on in uh, Somerville. And she called and she was like, my plants are, are just, they're dying and something's not right. I don't know what's going on. And so we went out there and I started walking across the bed and I sunk, I sunk in the bed. Mm. And what had happened was an irrigation pipe had busted deep underneath, yep. but you never knew that's what happened. Right. Yeah. So, that happens all the time. I and mean, just, you know, it's, it's hard to see, especially in flower beds. Uh-huh. So yeah. You, you got to just trace it down, I yeah. guess. And some leaks, I mean, you're not going to see them for a year. Sometimes it happens. Oh. Yeah. I mean, my main line, you know, typically they're, um, you know, 12, 18 inches down there mm-hmm. and um, water's going to leak out of a couple and whatever, or a small crack, and it'll run down that line and yeah. just disappear into the soil instead of coming up above ground until the crack gets bigger than slowly mm-hmm. start bubbling up. But I mean, huh. it just, yeah. Yeah, that's, that. You a lot of times we'll, that'll be our first suggestion. Do you have irrigation? Yep. And if it's yes, then it's like you might need somebody to come check it yeah. out because it's draining out of the irrigation. Yeah. At one time, we were at this um, lady's house working, and she had somebody that did irrigation, but not really did it, yeah. but they mm. said they did it, and they kept saying, well, it's the city water. You know, they mm. came out, and it wasn't the city water, and he had so many excuses, but then finally, after he ran out of excuses, it was like his fault, right. but it wasn't obvious that it was the irrigation yep. at all. Right. You and know? I've had a couple customers where, I mean, they have huge systems where I couldn't even find a leak, but I, I mm-hmm. see the water meter turn. And so I, I called um, a leak detection company and they run a uh-huh. die, I think, through the system and they'll they'll pinpoint within a couple feet of where uh-huh. the leak is. And then I can go out there and dig it up. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I did that last year for a customer out in Collierville, Germantown. Huh, so yeah. dye detector, that way you don't have to dig up the entire yard. Entire, yeah, because I could spend days looking for a leak, uh-huh. you know, not knowing where it is, but, you know. You can't uh, use that, that stick. <laughs> that, you know, what's that, that called? Uh, what is that called? Divining rod, I think it is. Yeah, that like you that. can find your water yeah. with. Did that, how did that work? People swear People still swear the, by it, yeah. There's something with, they, I, I'm not even sure, I don't want to. I know, now guess. I'm thinking, I really got to check this out. Yeah. I don't know, Wesley may know, since he's a tree whisperer, yeah. and we use the sticks from the trees. Yeah. There is energy in everything. Sure. Everything has energy, but 
I don't know, the stick shake when you get close. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all, that's y'all's task is to find out how that works. And, well, you know, like the barometer thing that would tell you it would rain yep. or not. If, when I was younger, I'm like, that. How can that happen? And then when you learn more about the right. science behind it and all of that, you're like, oh, okay. It's yeah. just. I have an aunt up in Maine, and years ago they lived way out in the woods, you know, and mm-hmm. they had to dig a well, and she used that divining rod or whatever it was, and they, she said, this is where we need to dig, and they found water in that spot. So, that just blows me yeah. away. That I can't, I, I just can't even fathom that you, but you know, you know, like even like in ancient, ancient times, there was so much technology, actually. I mean, technology right. doesn't have to be computer chips and all that. Right. It's just, but like in their irrigating, they had irrigation yeah. back then. Yeah, they, they found a way to do it. And the old medicine, some of the medicines today are from stuff from a thousand years ago where people use them, you know, the natives. Yeah, are, that's true. Yeah, We're getting know. back in touch with it. Right. But the irrigation system, oh, or I've also seen now where they're building houses that are like they look like stair steps going down and it's in places that get no water hardly so it's collecting no these are places that get a lot of water and it's collecting but then running down the stairs to uh collect into another reservoir somehow Hmm. it's designed to capture as much water as possible and then i found out or read y'all may have heard of this too is how they're coming up with like condensers that can cause, you know, that can make water. Right. And then fill up tanks and things yep. like that, and you can water like that. Yeah. So yep. it's going to be, I'm glad to hear all this type of in- innovation because the younger people um, just are really, really conscious about the, the world right. and, and what we got to do. And they're all nervous. I'm going, no, we're making improvements. You know, <laughs> we're all, each generation in the past is a guinea pig. <laughs> sure. You think, really yeah, think uh-huh. about that. Yep. Well, we've done our two hours, and I've totally enjoyed it. And we'll have Cliff back. I'm so glad yep. you came in with me this morning. And Kenneth will be sad he missed you. Yep. Yep. But anyway, I like Kenny. Yeah, it's cool. fun. We'll All see right. you all next weekend in the Mid-South Garden. Thank you.